Look, it exists. It's real. It's 500 pages long. Good stuff. Cahier de Charge de Min as well. So anyways, we can go through some of the stuff, what has to happen and everything else. So if you're happy, I can be happy. Sure. And you're perfect. What you're looking at and you're, everything's perfect here. Okay. Three, two, one. Welcome to Proven Improbable. I'm your host, Maurice Jackson. Joining us for a conversation is Dan Weir. He's the executive chairman of DNI Metals, which is establishing itself to become one of the world's leading graphite producers. Mr. Weir, welcome to the show, sir. Thank you, Maurice. Always a pleasure. Dan, glad to have you back on the show. Before we delve into today's interview, for first-time listeners, who is DNI Metals and what is the thesis you're attempting to prove? So Maurice, I'm calling you right now from Madagascar. I don't think we've ever actually done an interview directly from Madagascar. Uh, I've been here this time for a month and a half. Uh, DNI is a company, a public company listed in uh, Toronto and in the US on the OTC. Uh, we are developing graphite projects in Madagascar um, and um, we're very excited to to be involved in the graphite industry um, because, as you know, um, and I think a lot of your listeners will know, uh, that the demand picture for the future of graphite looks very good. I mean, if you just take a Tesla and, and look at the batteries that go into a Tesla, in every Tesla car, there's going to be somewhere between 100 and 200 kilograms of graphite. You know, multiply that by how many thousands and millions of electric cars that we're going to have, let alone the batteries in your cell phones and the batteries in our computers. Uh, the demand in the world is going to be huge. So um, we're very excited about the future and, and the future for graphite. Dan, you referenced uh, DNI's projects are located in Madagascar. I understand that elections are coming up soon. I got a multi-layered question here now. Should the current administration remain in place, what type of impact will that have on DNI? And what if a new administration takes place, what type of impact could this have on DNI? Well, I'm going to take you through how the elections work here uh, in uh, Madagascar. The, the, there's a presidential election uh, that happens every four to five years. I think it's mandated that it has to happen every five years. Um, in this case, um, what happened was, well, actually, let's take you back one, one little step here. In order to become president, you have to have 50% of the votes in order to become president. Now, there was the election, the first round of the elections took place on November the 7th, so, so just a couple days ago. So there was 36 people running for the president, including four of the people running were ex-presidents of the country. So the previous, uh, most current uh, president was running, was one of those four. So what happens is, is we had the election on the 7th. You, again, you have to get 50% of the vote to win. The what happens is it takes 20, approximately 20 days to do all the counting of the votes. So we won't know 
exactly what percentages different people got for until about the next 20 days. Legally, that all has to happen within the next 28 days. So, or sorry, 21 days. So by November the 28th, legally, they have to announce all the different figures or the numbers or percentages that all the different candidates got. Okay. So then what happens is, is if no candidate gets over 50%, they have a next round of elections. So they pick the top two guys uh, or women from the, from the first round and they have a second round. So the second round will happen on December the 19th. Again, then you're going to have probably another 20 days before you get the results. So you're really looking into mid-January by the time they announce who the uh, president is um, and who wins the election. Now, in the government, they have a president, then they have a prime minister, then they have different ministers for different areas. Minister of Mines, Minister of the Environment. They have all sorts of different ministers. The president doesn't actually pick the prime minister, but what he does is he goes to parliament and gives them about four or five different names of who he would like to be the prime minister. So he doesn't technically put the prime minister in place, but he's the one that provides the names to parliament and then parliament picks who that um, prime minister is. But the president does pick who all the different ministers are. So until mid-January, the current prime minister and all the current ministers stay in place and it's business as usual until mid-January. Does that answer all your questions that you had on that topic, uh, Maurice? It certainly does. Let's switch gears here. Uh, you know, since our last interview, there have been a number of personnel changes at DNI Metals. As a shareholder, how concerned should I be and equally important why were these changes made? So I want to be careful what I say here. Um, you can refer to our press releases uh, that we've put out over the last couple of weeks. Um, we um, have decided to make changes here. I, I think I'm going to make it as polite as I can, Maurice. We've decided to make changes. Uh, here in Madagascar, uh, the team that we had in place, uh, we felt was not uh, doing their jobs properly. So we terminated their contracts. Every single one of them was a contractor to the company. We've terminated their contracts and we have brought new people in. Uh, the new people, the new team, I have decided to spend more time in Madagascar and take over as the country manager here in Madagascar to make sure that things are moving forward in the right direction. As we said in our previous, um, uh, uh, or sorry, not in our previous, in our press release that we had been promised from our previous team, the environmental permits would be done in January of 2018. We're now November of 2018. So again, we needed to make changes. I am here now taking control of that process and taking control of all the personnel here in Madagascar. I will be spending a lot of time in Madagascar to make sure that everything goes through and goes through smoothly uh, here in Madagascar. So new team will be myself. Um, we will have a bookkeeper slash accountant here in Madagascar as well. 
Uh, and I've decided to bring in a lawyer on a contract basis. Um, basically, she will work uh, part-time for us here in the company. I brought in a government relations person, again, a contractor that will work part-time. And I brought in a community relations person, a CSR expert. He is also a um, chemical engineer. He will look after all of the local people and probably in the new year, I'll probably bring him on more of as a full-time person as we get our environmental permits and we're building our uh, pilot plant initially and then the full-on commercial plant. Um, we'll need somebody like him when you're dealing with all the locals and all the relationships within the locals. And again, him being a process engineer, chemical engineer, um, he's a great person that can talk to all the locals and, and help us put processes in place uh, to deal with the locals and, and deal with all of our workers. And you've also had some changes on the board. Can you speak to that? Yes. Um, on our board, uh, we had five people, uh, myself, um, John Carter, who is a, uh, an engineer. He's built multiple processing plants. I, I think somewhere in around 300 different mining processing plants around the world, including four graphite processing plants. We have uh, Keith Minty. He's a mine engineer. He's operated graphite mines in Ontario um, and in Sri Lanka. He has worked all around the world, including Madagascar at one point in time. Uh, so these are great guys to have on the board. The other two people that we had on the board uh, were two accountants, Paul Hart and, and Brian Howlett. Uh, they have decided to step down uh, as we are moving closer and closer to getting the pilot plant built and commercial production. We will bring in people that have more expertise in graphite sales as well as um, uh, have uh, technical expertise in building graphite mines. The other people that we might consider for the board as we move forward would maybe be some of the big shareholders um, who have had a lot of expertise uh, in developing companies and building companies. So we'll, we'll look at that. That will be in the new year. Right now, the main focus is making sure that uh, we get all of our environmental licenses and, uh, and that we're moving forward. Before we get to the environmental licenses, talk to us about some good news that you have for U.S. investors. So we decided to upgrade our um, uh, listing in the United States on the OTC. Um, we're going to move it up to a QB listing in the United States. What that does is I've had complaints from different people in the U.S. and, and from around the world where a lot of their discount brokers find it, they found it difficult to trade on the CSC, uh, one of the uh, stock exchanges in Canada. So getting a upgraded listing in the United States and we've had been fully approved uh, for that listing, uh, that should happen over the next uh, couple months uh, that that listing will be in place. We will also get what we call DTC settlements uh, set up where it again makes it easier for discount brokers in settling uh, the trades in the back office. Um, it, DTC basically is an electronic transfer um, system. Um, again, just makes it much easier for trading and settling of, uh, of your trades. All right. The multi-million dollar question everyone wants to know about. What is the next unanswered question for DNI Metals? 
when should we expect results and what determines success? So if results, if you're referring to getting the environmental licenses and moving the project forward, again, that's been our biggest delay over the last year is getting these environmental licenses. Um, uh, you know, I've been promising and promising and promising that they're coming, they're coming, it'll happen soon. Most of that was from our team here in Madagascar that kept promising me that it was going to happen tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow. Um, uh, a, a number of documents and stuff that they gave us uh, to show that it was going to happen tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow um, ended up not being really truthful documents or, or, or proper documents. Um, I'm rectifying all that. Um, we, uh, I've taken charge here. Um, we have found out and you can refer to one of our um, press releases that some of our documents had not even been filed, even though we had been told that they had been filed. Um, you know, for the uh, Voitsera property, uh, some of the documents have been filed. They had not been filed properly. Um, when you're working uh, here and you're filing environmental permits, this is the the document. It's it's about 500 pages long um, that you file for an environmental permit uh, in or environmental license in Madagascar. Um, this had not been filed for the Marafuti property. Um, you file that, and you also file a document that looks like this, which is called the Cahier de Charge. The Cahier de Charge is about 88 pages. It's stamped by the um, Director General of the uh, of the Mines Ministry. This document had not been filed either for Marafuti. So um, we've gotten the copies. Uh, we will be filing those with the ONE. Uh, again, the ONE is the uh, Ministry of the Environment um, and uh, be moving this project forward. So, as we said in the press release uh, that uh, I put out uh, in the last couple of days here, um, once you have filed the documents with the ONE, uh, they, it's a 60-day process that they must um, um, evaluate and grant you the environmental license within those 60 days. They also have a requirement where they need to go to the property twice. Uh, we will take them to both Voitsera and Marafuti properties at the same time. Um, as part of that, um, I've requested and I have a meeting next week uh, with the ONE again that to try and speed this up, can we do those visits within those 60 day process? Um, I think that um, our, my initial meeting with them, they indicated that that was possible and hopefully I can confirm that up next week. So when is the exact timing? Um, I can only give you what the laws state in Madagascar, which I have put in the most recent press release. Um, people, again, have been concerned about the elections. Um, you know, if we can work within this 60 day window here, we will have this all completed while the current ministers are still in place. So we should be able to get all the documents completed um, and and get our environmental licenses within those days. Again, that's kind of a, a worst case scenario. The ONE knows that there were some people that have have not really done their jobs properly here in Madagascar and that um, uh, that they will work with us to speed up this process as fast as they can, which, which is fantastic. It truly is exciting to hear that. Last question for you. 
What did I forget to ask? I'm not sure. Um, you know, I, I know the two biggest questions for people out there have been, um, you know, how does the how do the elections affect DNI and what the heck is going on with the permits? So hopefully we have addressed those today and with some of the press releases that I have put out recently. Um, I will try to get to the market as much as I can, uh, updated information as we move forward. Um, and uh, I look forward to to finally getting the permits and actually getting this thing, uh, the, the, the pilot plant built and get into production. I've been trying to do this for a long time, but I'm finally excited that now I am taking control have control of this process and we know exactly what has to be done to complete this process um, and I'm pushing forward to make sure that that happens. Mr. Weir, for someone listening that wants to get more information on DNI Metals, please share the contact details. Best thing to do right now because I'm going to be in Madagascar quite a bit. It gets very expensive to call me on the phone. I'd prefer if you can email me at danweir at dnimetals.com. That's danweir at dnimetals.com. Uh, I will respond to that. Uh, it's about an eight-hour time difference between Madagascar and uh, New York or Toronto. Uh, so please bear with me. If you don't hear, me, hear from me for a couple of days, I will get back to you. And please share the website address. Yeah, the website is www.dnimetals.com. Again, that's www.dnimetals.com. And as a reminder, DNI Metals trades on the CSE symbol DNI and on the OTCQB symbol DMNKF. DNI Metals is a sponsor of Proven and Probable, and we are proud shareholders for the virtues conveyed in today's interview. Last but not least, please visit our website, provenandprobable.com, where we interview the most respected names in the natural resource space. You may reach us at contact at provenandprobable.com. Dan Weir of DNI Metals, thank you for joining us today on Proven and Probable. Thank you, Maurice, and, and bye to everybody from uh, Madagascar. <laughs>